0: This podcast replay is brought to you by RedRecover.com. From NFL stars like Hayden Hurst to daily warriors like yourself, their wraps and pads are designed to deliver maximum benefits with each treatment anywhere you go. All right, we stepping into the Red Recover huddle here with my man, Matt. Where are you at in Indy? You're here, right?
1: I'm, uh, I'm in, uh, yes. I've been here since Monday. I am in the uh, Hilton Garden Inn over in the uh, circle in Indiana. Okay.
0: All right. All right. Good. I'm close. You're in the Monument Circle. Yes. Oh, okay. I'm like two blocks away from you, actually. Oh, my, we, my, Air we, B, my we Airbnb. We could have done
1: this. Uh, we could have done this in uh, one screen.
0: Yes, we could have actually. Yeah, we could have because my my room is not a mess yet, or my house is not a mess yet. It's actually a pretty nice condo, and, and it's pretty nice, and can't complain. Airbnb is the way to go, bro. It is just much more comfortable. Uh, when you get the Airbnb. Although you're probably getting the points, right? Is that, is that what you're doing? I am getting the points, yes. <laughs> <laughs> There's a method to the madness. Yes, yeah. sir. Make, points. Make, make them pay, and I get the points. That's you know, right. You, you, yeah, you, you, yeah, you can't win. You can't lose with that one. Beautiful. Um, I, I, I spoke to you, whether it was last week or the week before. No, I think it was maybe last week. And I told you your guy Hunt said that every year you've got Mahomes, you've got to go for it. Yes. So here's my guy, Ben Albright, on on a freaking podcast. And they're talking about the mess in Phoenix and that D-Hop is going to get released uh, or traded. You know, something's going to happen. And that Kansas City is the number one destination for D-Hop. And I'm thinking – Here's Hunt again, and here's like and, and and basically this is what they were missing, by the way. They're kind of missing that number one wide receiver. Yeah, sure. But can you imagine DeAndre Hopkins, Travis Kelsey? Okay, and let me tell you something. I still think the Florida kid can be special as hell. I think that's oh, gonna be a steal of a move when it's all said and done for the Kansas City Chiefs. Because I think he has number one potential on him. If if that kid screws his head on right and stays away from the injuries. Right. The injuries have kind of been – the kind. but you see the flashes there. I'm just saying, dude, that's ridiculous if they get DeHaan. Wow.
1: Uh, Yeah, it would be interesting. I mean, he's got a two-year, $34 million deal, and none of it's guaranteed at this juncture. So for the Chiefs, we would make two one-year deals. And uh, they have more than enough draft picks. They have 11 or 12 picks. So they have they have enough fix to do whatever they want. I think look, if the Chiefs go out and get him, it's kind of like when they I mean, he's he's not Tyree Kill at the Sean his group, but it's it's the same idea of it's number one, right? It's number one. You, you, exactly, right. It's the same idea that you can't just double Kelsey and say beat us anywhere else. Okay, well we will beat you somewhere else if you're the Chiefs, right? You're sitting there going, all right, fine. You know we'll have, we'll throw to Hopkins. Um, now they won the Super Bowl even without that guy on the outside. It didn't it didn't stop them. Doing that, but um, they are willing to make big moves and spend money. They don't care. They are they are able to do that because of the ownership. But also, I always equate Brett Beach. He's a big game hunter. They don't hunt small. Like when they go out and they want to make a move, they typically they try to make a big move. I mean, that's just what if you think about what they've done in the past. Orlando Brown, big trade. Frank Clark, big trade. Sammy Watkins, when they signed him, was a big. Uh-huh. Sign. Okay, right. um, the Anthony Hitchens at the time was one of the richest contracts for a linebacker ever. Now you could argue that that they overpaid for him, but they they went out and they made a big move there. Um, we'll see about Tony how that plays out. But they they believe in going out you know to get Mahomes. They had to trade up. They made a huge move up from twenty seven to ten to get him. Like Veach believes in if there's a guy you want, if there's a need to be filled, go get the best guy. Like they did that with Joe Tooney. They paid him a record setting deal for a guard. Like They. They don't believe in half measures and piecemealing. They believe in, you go get the guy, period. And this Tyron Matthew, another example. Um, and it has obviously served them very well. Um, but Hopkins on that team would be oh my god, uh, good luck.
0: No, I, I, not only that, not only that, the guys you won with this year become that much better. Right, because now everybody, every, now they're slotting down into that. Because right. now you got to worry about the two monsters. Yes. You got to worry about Hopkins and you got to worry about Kelsey. The, your entire defenses will be focused on that. You know what I mean? And by the way, they also didn't have really a, a dominating running game either. They had a serviceable running game. If Pacheco takes that next step too yeah. next year, oh, my God. You know, because you know Pacheco's a man next year. Like, they're not screwing around with that, I'm sure.
1: Yeah, no. well – it was funny. So um one of my my friends in the business, Nate Taylor, who does great work, who covers the Chiefs for the Athletic, he he reported um, that they're they're unlikely to pick up the fifth year option on Clyde Edwards Alaire. And I was sitting there thinking to myself, like, well, yeah, because they watched Isaiah Pacheco <laughs> So they saw Isaiah Pacheco, they're like, We don't need the fifth year option on Clyde Edwards. If they could trade him right now for
0: a seventh round pick, they'd do it. You I just mean, said you just said it, dude. They have eleven picks. They can go no. get another young back. Well, the, this no, is not no, a no. league This is not a league where you give a running back a second contract unless he's a monster.
1: Right. And That's Edward D'Alaire has been, unfortunately for him, hurt. And when he's been on the field, he's been okay. But, like, you're not going out of your mind to sign him. And Pacheco's just a much better player. I mean, at this sure. point, Pacheco's a much better player. And on top of that, it's, you know, the one thing that Edward D'Alaire doesn't do that really hurts him, he doesn't block. And McKinnon blocks. And so the, the the McKinnon's way more valuable to them than Clyde Edwards hilarious. So I think they'll just bring him back. But the point being, no, listen, that offense, yeah, they bring in DeAndre Hopkins. Uh they they now create a problem where they could go, th- even if they don't bring back Juju Smith Schuster, which if they trade for Hopkins, I don't think they would, you could then go three wide with got with you know Hopkins, Tony, and either MBS or Sky Moore, um, and then have Kelsey and Pacheco on the field with him. So you do a lot of things. I mean, they have uh, – they're not hurting for talent. Let's put it that way. And if they add DeAndre Hopkins, who had 700-some-odd yards this year, and I think it was 10 or 11 games, and half those games he didn't even play with Kyler Murray, uh, he he still has it. He can still play at an elite level, and, and whoever gets him is going to get a hell of a player. Uh,
0: Jalen Carter, brother. Yeah. Holy crap. Not good. Yeah, no, I know he was supposed to talk at 1030, and obviously – I'm sure his agent said, uh, get away from that podium. (laughs) Uh, You at home? Yeah, no. uh, What the hell is going on here, dude? Because this is is one that uh, teams aren't going to touch now.
1: You know, on one end, they're like, look, from a football perspective, the two misdemeanors. And although somebody, you know, two people tragically died in this, he didn't like directly, he wasn't directly involved in the sense of, you know, it wasn't like with with Henry Ruggs, where Henry Ruggs was directly involved in in that poor woman's passing. But (laughs) he contributed. Exactly. You're racing with somebody at well into the wee hours of the morning. That person is almost, in fact, actually is more than double the legal double. limit. Okay, uh, 0.19. and two people lose their lives in this: the, the Georgia staffer who was behind the wheel, and then and then a player who was who was involved as as a, as a passenger as well, an offensive lineman. Um, and then on top of that, and I think this is very notable: in September, at least according to Pro Football Talk, the article I read he got a citation for going 89 in a 45. Yeah. So this is a, this is a pattern of just ridiculous decision-making. And now, of course, the most recent thing tragically results in two people losing their lives. And if you're an NFL team, are you taking a top-five pick and using it on Jalen Carter right now? Yeah. I mean, how do, how do you square that? How do you square that? And look, look this shouldn't matter, but it matters. He's not a quarterback. He's not, he's not a, a premium position player. He's a D-tackle. And I know people say that shouldn't factor in. This is the NFL. All of it factors in. From a football perspective, it matters that he's not a premium position player. But I think even if he was, even if he was, something that, that is this bad and, and involved in something so tragic and so serious – I think every team is going to pause and say, "Okay, until we figure out exactly what went down and exactly who you are, and we can figure out everything that went on in Georgia for all those years, we got to we got to press pause here." And I and that that is not the place you want to be on March first, the draft process. If you're Jalen Carter,
0: no, no, I mean this is wow, it's a scary situation, and yeah. And the worst part, you know, he kind of made it worse by lying and all that. So then you also know that he cannot be trusted because he's not even going to be accountable. And that's another characteristic that you have to question with him. There's lying, there's deceiving. There's a lot of character issues going on, you know, with Jalen Carter. And again, you you, you contributed to, to two people yes. dying in yes. all of this. You were story.
1: involved in the crash in, in an indirect way, if you want to say that.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, it's you were kind of part of it. If, if you decide not to race, right? there's a good chance everybody's living. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. so, and like you just said, the the other infraction kind of shows, okay, this guy has a pattern of making you know bad decisions. Yes. And then when it, you know, and by the way, the PR side of it, is a mess for for any team now at this point.
1: I just finished doing my podcast, and I said, if you're a team that picks him, instead of being able to go up to the podium afterwards and go, we got Jalen Carter. Now it's like, okay, how do we approach this? How do we present him to the media, to the fan base? What do we do? That's not the place you want to be in No, if you're an NFL team. Okay, now, I'm not dumb. I've been around this league long enough. He is an incredibly talented player, and – if nothing more comes out, you and I both know he's still he's still going to get drafted fairly high. Some team's going to take him because some team is going to say, "Look, he has an all pro level talent, and we need a D tackle, and we're going to take him, and we'll deal with the PR hit, and we'll move on." And that is sounds cold, but that's reality in the NFL. I mean, that some te- look at what just happened, okay? And this is a totally different situation, but like when Deshaun Watson was being accused by, at first, a few women, and then literally dozens of women, okay, there was a bidding war to trade for him. Like, the teams didn't even care what it looked like. It was like, look, he's a quarterback. Now, he's a quarterback. As I said earlier, that's why I made the delineation. Like, he's a quarterback that's different than a defensive tackle. But you're going to still have a team if nothing more comes out and it's these two misdemeanors, as awful as the situation is, Teams are going to justify it by saying, hey, look, he's learned, he's grown, we're going to help him, so on and so forth. You and I both know that's coming. Oh, yeah. what, which team's going to do it? And at what draft position are they going to do it?
0: Yeah, Dallas Cowboys second round. All right. Uh, let's get to this. Um, Byron Jones, speaking of former Dallas Cowboy, yeah. uh, Byron now wants to tell us that the pills and that football are bad for you. Wow, I you know. Matt, I, I never knew that. I, I was just enlightened by that. And then he says he can't run and jump, but he's not retired yet. It just sounds to me like a guy making excuses and trying to play the PR game early on since he knows he's going to get released eventually. And so he's kind of trying to get, I don't know, in some good graces or something like that. But I, I just found it kind of odd uh, by now, players don't have to tell us that football is bad for them, and if they took pills or Toradol or whatever, no shit, Sherlock. You're like we all know, dude. I mean, it's it's all out there. Nothing, you know. It's like I've said a hundred times before. You come on, the coal miner's got to know his lungs are not going to be the same ten years down the line. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Uh, the teacher's got to know that her sanity may not be the same 20 years after teaching. You know what I'm saying? There is damage to be done in anything that you do. You're working a jackhammer every day? Well, I'm pretty sure you're probably going to have some so- shoulder problems or something. You know what I'm saying? There are sacrifices to be made. You put your life on the line every day as a cop or a fireman. You know, I mean, give me a break, dude. You know, it just I, I just found it like... You know, my,
1: your my, thoughts on that. my feeling on it is like, look, if that's the case, I feel awful for Byron Jones at the same point though. Like then don't take the pills. Then don't, I mean, I mean, you have, you have that right. I mean, you don't have to do it. And uh, this is not, this is not the 1970s where, you know, guys in baseball were just taking a bunch of greenies and just walking out, you know, like, ah, what the hell? And you grabbed a handful of them, like, you now have, as, a, as an NFL player, really as a professional athlete in this country, like you have so many resources outside of even the locker room. I mean, every, how many players have their own nutritionist and have their own chef? I mean, there are a lot of guys, that, like they don't go anywhere without a lot of these guys, right? I mean, they there's so much that goes into this. Then, okay, if you're in that much pain, like I respect the fact you tried to play and everything else, but at the same point, then there there has to be a level of self accountability some degree here like okay then don't do it now if you want to have the conversation that the NFL shouldn't be able to you know you want to, you want to ban some of these things in the next cba agreement you want to say hey look you can't give a player this can't give a player that okay fine i'm i'm here for that conversation that's fine but at the same juncture like look when you go to the NFL you know what you're signing up for i mean that is the, you're going to you're going to make millions in, in, if you're if you're a good player you're going to have a pension that lasts you the rest of your life, but it is a cold, calculated business, and it is a business where you're going to leave a pounder to a flesh on the field. You're just going to do it; it is it. going to happen. Yeah. And you know, look, I've talked, and, and this is maybe Byron Jones wouldn't agree with this, and that's fine. I've talked to a lot of players over the years who played in the '60s, '70s, '80s, and I've asked them how many surgeries have you had? And a lot, of, in a lot of cases, it's in numbers in the '20s. Okay. Do you deal with pain? Yeah, I deal with pain every day. Do you regret playing? Nope.
0: Do it all over again.
1: 90 plus percent of the guys I've spoken to, I think it's a fair estimate. Which No, I miss it. I wish I could play one more than. I mean, you know, what is the trade that you make for that? So maybe some guys say, hey, look, man, especially guys, you know, with head issues, probably would say it wasn't worth it. Fair enough. But a lot of guys have a shoulder problem. Their hip hurts. Would you play again? Yeah, I would play again. I'd do it all again. I wish I could have played one more year. I interviewed Joe Montana at Radio Road Super. And Joe Montana, I mean, he had, he had a lot of injuries in his career. Serious right? yeah. yeah. injuries, back injuries, neck, all this stuff, elbow injuries. And he told me one of his biggest regrets was he didn't play one more season. <laughs> Joe Montana, won four Super Bowls. Right. He was like, yeah, we we should have won one in Kansas City. I wish I had played one more year. You know, it's like, so, look, I get it, and I feel for Byron Jones. But at the same point, there is a an understood price that – you're going to pay if you go out and you do those types of things. And I feel for him, but I also get that that's reality in the NFL. Just yeah.
0: I mean, dude, you, you could go back and look at North Dallas 40 in the eighties. And some guys are shooting up and then there's that running back that turns to Nick Nolte and says, Oh man, that's not good for you. That this, that, and then he ends up shooting up and he ends up blowing out his career at the end of the at the end of that movie. Sorry if I ruined a 45 year old movie for some of you out there. <laughs> but uh, but my point is, it's like we've known this for decades now. And like it's, you know, part of the game, dude. you know, you're going to unfortunately sacrifice pieces of your body if you want to play this game. That's just the way it is. And, and listen, I get what they miss, man. It's like it's like being a gladiator. Yeah. You're in that arena and everybody's cheering for you. And then the second it stops, dude, life is, you, you never have that high again. That's something that you cannot match. So I understand these athletes and entertainers when they walk away from that kind of a spotlight because that's what puts you in that spotlight. You were a kid somewhere and you performed somewhere and a couple hundred people cheered for you and you like said, wow, this is super cool. And yep. you turned it into thousands and millions. You know what I mean? The day Messi retires, like, oh, my God, how does he replace that? You know, he can't. You, know. he, you can't. You know, when I, the whole world knows who you are and cheering you on or going against you or all that. and then you're, you know, you're 55 years old, quiet in your life, and you'll never be able to replace it. So I know it's a, it's a void, a, a huge void, and I get it. And part of that void is a sacrifice.
1: You know what? That's it. An athlete once okay. told me that, you know, in, in our industry, and he was speaking for us, you know, talking about players, he said we, we die twice in life. We die when we retire, and then we die when we die. And – you know, I mean, there's a, if you go and look, and I don't I don't want to say the exact rate because I don't have it in front of me, but there's a pretty high like divorce rate for players in the first five years after they leave because guys are just they're depressed. I mean yeah, think yeah, about man. if you did something your whole life that you were great at. And I don't mean I mean great. You are one of the best in the world. I don't care if you're the worst player in the NFL, you're one of the best players in the world. That's right. And you get to that point, you've put all that time in. And you know, we always think about the Tom Braves in the world, but a lot of these guys they don't get to choose when they retire. It's a short career, man. You you play four years, five years, six years, and you want to keep going, but nobody calls and there's nowhere else to go. And they kind of re- – you they retire you most of yes. the time. Okay? Yes. Most NFL players don't have a teary press conference. Most NFL players, they get retired. They get put out the pasture. And a lot of those guys, like, how do you deal with that? You know, I mean, and, and frankly, and I think, I think the NFLPA has done a good job of helping guys over the last 20 years better with this, but a lot of people – you know they they finish playing. It's like, what do I do now? What the hell do I do? Like I, I never thought about you know being out of football at 28, and I got to figure out. I think a lot of times you have these people who think to themselves, you know, as fans, like, well, this guy made millions. A lot of guys don't make millions, man. A lot of guys make 550 grand a year, and then guess what? After taxes, they made 300 grand a year, and then they got to pay their agent, and they got to pay their nutritionist, and they got to pay the they got to they got to trainer. Yeah, trainer. They got to send some money back to their family, right? Because maybe they came out of a tough situation. And all of a sudden, that 550 grand looks a lot more like 90. Okay. Right. And that doesn't do you a whole hell of a lot of good when you did it for four years or five years, or maybe you did it for three years and you didn't get a pension. Like the NFL and any professional sport, it is a short time for most guys. And you're right.
0: And you chase that feeling if you're one of these athletes for the rest of your life. Uh, I guess no surprise from McDaniel or Greer. Uh, Everybody's expecting the whole Tua decision. And in the end, you know, uh, I I always have some of our Dolphin guys on, too. And Pupar convinced me because I said, oh, give him the fifth-year option. What the hell? Just in case he falls out, you save yourself money. But whether you give it to him or you don't, you still have control over him with the tag. Right. So. You can stretch things out to six years anyways, one way or the other. Or you can free yep. yourself. So in the end, this is not really that big of a decision one way or the other because the Dolphins still have total control.
1: Yeah, if you're the Dolphins, look, you're not in a rush to make a decision. I mean, the reality of it is you're not in a rush. Now, Do I think they should option? You know, exercise the option? I do, but here's the risk with this. So a lot of times for people who are unaware – you exercise that fifth-year option because the only risk as a team you have is it's an injury guarantee. Well, with Tua, that's a big risk. Like, with a lot of guys, you're like, well, we'll just exercise it because then we have control and we can always just cut the guy and we don't have to worry about it as long as he's healthy. If Tua gets that 50 year option and he gets hurt again, now you've got a big chunk of money sitting on your cap and it's injury guaranteed. So the Dolphins have got to figure it out. I mean, the Dolphins could theoretically – take the risk of saying, look, we're going to decline the option. We're going to play out next year. And if Tua plays well, we still got two tags to use on him if need be. Right? Now, they could also take on the fifth-year option, and then that gives you an extra year of control. But I think if you're Miami, you got to be okay with his health, number one. Number two, do you feel, with everything factored in, his health, his play, everything, do you feel like he's the kind of guy, the kind of player, that you want to sign to a long-term five-, six-year contract? Or do you want to just go year-to-year year for the next three or four years and then maybe move on? That That is the question facing Greer right now.
0: And uh, not an easy one, but at least right now, he's the number one-rated quarterback, so at least you've got a pretty good quarterback if he can stay healthy you know, now you've uh, now you got to shore up everything else and, and hopefully uh, keep them, you know, uh, keep them upright. All right, tell them about Stack in the Box, my brother.
1: Uh, hey, listen, so this is actually going to be a little uh, interesting. I just recorded my last Stack in the Box. I am uh, going to a new job on Monday, uh, which we can talk about on a Wednesday. I don't want to, I don't want to step on Fansided's toes. But my last day at Fansided is on Friday. So we am going to a new place, still covering the NFL. I'm going to be doing national coverage.
0: Um, it's what we talked about before, right? It is what we talked about. Yes. Okay, you know,
1: you know, you're in on the seat. I'm happy I'm for you. I'm happy right. for you. Um, yeah, yep. so uh, thank you. We'll, 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 uh, we'll talk about on Wednesday, but uh, that said, still check out Sack and Box. So that podcast is going to continue with my good friend Sterling Holmes, who's hosting it. Um, and it's every Tuesday and so on and so forth. And so, um, definitely check it out. Definitely. Um, make sure to, to, to subscribe to it and uh, you're supporting the best people over there. They're, they're awesome. I can't say enough good things about the company and the people involved. Uh, but yeah, for me, you're going to have to kind of wait and see on Wednesday. We'll talk about, I will be going to a different company with a different podcast. And so you can, you can follow me there as I, as I have a new place to annoy you from. So that's good. That's good. I, uh, I'm glad to do it.
0: It's a beautiful thing. Uh, follow them on Twitter at Matt Verderam, And then you'll, uh, you'll see the news developed there also. Uh, on Twitter. Matt, uh, we'll catch up uh, maybe tonight. Uh, we'll see you. I'll, I'll give you a text. And, yeah, uh, shoot me sure a text. Man. I'm, I'm going to work the streets. Gonna, uh, get, uh, to get,
1: get a shrimp cocktail and, uh, and yes. you know, wa- watch people in the NFL eat uh, while they drink $500 bottles of wine.
0: It's, yeah, and it won't be us. That's it, will sure. be us. No. it will not be us. not be us. All <laughs> right, Matt. Appreciate you, bro. Hey, Thank you. Time, you got it. Hey, Red Recover right now, 30% off all the wraps still going on. Go to redrecover.com, elbows, shoulders, neck, you name it, bottom of your feet. My wife uses that one. For those of you that stand a lot, uh, the hat, getting ready to get that thing uh, approved by the FDA. Those of you that have reached out to redrecover.com and, you know, you hit the contact us and say you want the hat, they'll tell you about it. If you want to, you know, hopefully help your hair grow uh, like I have so many things. They have the wrap for the face for the crow's feet, for the ladies and here also. So, you know, ladies worry about those wrinkles. Uh, You can use the wraps for that. I mean, the uh, red light therapy has been around and redrecover.com has really done it in an incredibly affordable way. So you can help if you have that tennis or pickleball elbow or your knees are hurting or you got back, shoulder, an old injury, an old surgery, go to redrecover.com. And use the, and it, well, I don't even think you need the code big O. You get 30% off right now as the sale is going on. We step out of the huddle.